I'm going to start over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got lost in my own head there for a second. Hello. Hello, you gentlemen. Hello, the people that are joining us, to all of you, to the world, to actual 2020 for real, though the last episode came out this year. This is our first recording of 2020. Welcome to We Were Gamers, a podcast where most of the time we try to talk about the things that we are able to get to in gaming. And today, I have to say, there's an event happening. We'll talk about it in a second. And I didn't see a minute of it. It has been a day, you guys. <laughs> I Have you ever prepared? Like, when you go into the office and you think, okay, today's going to be a hard and stressful day. I've got my tea. I've got, like, you prep yourself, right? You get up early. You pop out of bed that day because you know you need to be awake and at it. You You thought about the day a couple days in advance. You laid out everything you thought you needed to do, and then it goes sideways from minute one, and just the ship lists, and it doesn't stop. I open the door to my office, look at my computers, realize I don't remember any of my passwords, and now can't log into anything or do anything, and have to sit on hold with IT for an hour. Oh, no. Oh, that sounds like an actual nightmare, <laughs> like a like a nightmare nightmare. That's what I did today. <laughs> well, some people and some people in our office, I I did this on one of the slow days when the office was empty right before the holidays. They just pushed um, an update to uh, the, I might have been to the service pack for Windows 10 that was mandatory and took about two hours. So a lot of people Boy. spent part of today with their computers unusable while the update churned its way through. So you certainly showed people something to watch today on their phones, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. We can't get into it because I want to hear all about it and de-stress my day with this time with you gentlemen. But I'm going to give you two examples of how my day went today. And you can extrapolate that these are the funny ones. <laughs> okay. One. I tried to improve my water heater today. Uh, when your water heater is a, every year, by the way, homeowners, all of you out there listening, you should hook up a hose to your water heater, shut off your cold water input, open your pressure release valve, and then open your hose at the bottom of your water heater. You should just do that once a year in case you didn't know. I've I generally never heard of doing this ever before. No, draining your water. Yeah. Oh, buddy, this is like essential maintenance for your water heater. Okay. Do you have a water softener? No. Oh, this is doubly essential <laughs> maintenance for your water heater. Does your water heater knock? No. Or make noise of any kind? Not that I have ever heard. Do you have relatively soft water? Maybe. I don't know the answer oh. to this question. Okay. My faucets at home, the water is so hard. That there's white, crusty stuff on everything. Oh, that's that's bad. Yes, it's not good. So my water heater, uh, towards the end of a year, starts to make a popping noise and hissing and doing all that kind of stuff. Because there's so much sediment and, and uh, 
and scaling that have built up inside of it that the it's making pressure extra pressure and it pops and makes noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you let this go too far, it will eventually compromise the integrity of the tank and you will get a leak, right? And that's bad. That's it is bad. bad. Uh, so in doing said maintenance, I thought I should do some extra maintenance here um, and check my anode rod, which is a part of your water heater if you have a tank water heater. God, this is, story is getting really boring. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I, 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 wa- I want to hear the end now. Though. Okay. Got okay. to gotta finish. All right. Well, this is a magnesium rod. They shove it in your water heater, so it helps uh, with this other problems that water heaters have. Anyway, uh, I couldn't get that apart, and I decided to take the better part of Valor because the day had already gone really badly and put it all back together and not go further. You know, you have that step where you're like, if I if I commit to this, we could be in a very bad place. So I made the right decision. I put it all back together, and then the pressure release valve doesn't close. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm flipping it closed and flipping it closed. And as I'm trying to flip the thing closed and open it and close it fervently, trying to get it to stop shooting water everywhere, the kids wake up from their nap. Uh-oh. <laughs> it went as well as you can imagine, you guys. I had a squeegee and a lot of water to get out. Story number two. At which point was the squeegee helpful? Wouldn't you just want a broom? <laughs> well, a squeegee's like a broom, but better for water. If you've got one of those big ones. Yeah, yeah. maybe you have like a really big one. Oh, not like, like a squeegee for my shower. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, one of the one of the big like mops. I'm like, this is have, not helpful. <laughs> I have a two-foot window squeegee. squeegee. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> that's an even better story if I just let you think it was for my shower. Yeah, I'm like, how is this going to do anything? You're oh. clearly having... This is a self-made problem now. <laughs> no, yeah. I shop-vacked it, too. Yeah, Man, what a mess. That was crazy. And the better story of the day was uh, my youngest wouldn't let me go outside when I saw... We're, there's this longer story here about a home renovation that is currently happening that I want to wait until it's been successful because I'm sure I'll jinx it. But there's a reason that there's an inspector coming today to check out some stuff. And I see him pull out in front of the house. This is in the middle of the water heater disaster. And I say, I'm going to say, little one, stay right here. I got to go get that guy in that car right there. Because I can see him stare at the house, see that Mm -hmm. there's no one working. And so he's like, hmm, I guess there's nothing. Maybe I can leave. Maybe this is the wrong house or something or... You know, and I'm like, all you have to do, little child, is stay right here. You can see me as I run out the front to grab that guy so he doesn't drive away and we miss the inspection and we're weeks late because the inspector can't come back. And that's when the tantrum begins. (laughs) And he sits back in the car and drives halfway down the block and stops. I miss maybe to make notes or something. So I grab the little one and I start running down the street and I'm waving my arms frantically as he drives away. <laughs> Wonderful. That was my... Those are my funny stories from today. Can we please, please, please fill my life with joy and tell me about awesome games done quick? Because I didn't get a chance 
to sit down and watch one minute of it. Uh, yeah, I might have it up on the screen right now. <sighs> I'm worried about my bandwidth if I try to do that. I have I've been having weird problems with my bandwidth at night. Michael, you're not giving your full attention to the podcast. Oh, I can multitask. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> we people tr- we who tried aren't to giving their full attention to the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say when when it comes out when the words come out of your mouth. Yeah. Uh no, I, uh but yeah, AGDQ 2020 is ongoing. I think even at the time of this posting it will be continuing. Oh yeah, it will still be going and we highly recommend and have recommended during every charity marathon uh that these fantastic crew of uh games done quick do that you should watch it and you know it's it's free it's on twitch all you have to do is watch ads if you really don't want to donate we i donate yeah yeah it's a it's a great one i've only seen a couple things so far i watched a video super mario brothers 3 race and that was cool it was 100%, so you got to see all the levels you forgot and you always skipped over when you played Super Mario 3 as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need to. I caught like five minutes of that, um, but I need to go back and rewatch it. Man, there's a whole bunch of weird levels in that game. I don't ever remember playing almost any of them. <laughs> uh, but that was cool. And then I have no idea what other stuff they have done. I have not been looking too hard at the schedule. Uh, they were playing some Doom-type games right as uh, we were starting this. Yes, they, they are currently running Doom 2016. But it also done a Fallout block as well, just prior to that, that I had designs to watch, but did not. Well, hey, guess what? The internet has Vox. recordings. <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm probably going to end up watching the majority of this, because the games I want to watch are never on at the times I'm available <laughs> to watch them. Yeah, there was a, um, there's a super broken uh, Skyward Sword run. Yeah, they finished in two and a half hours. Yeah, apparently someone last summer came up with a a brand new skip that cut the runtime in half. So it used to be like a five hour run and now it's closer to a two and a half hour run. I did see, uh, I had this on because it was on Sunday, not today, that run. Um, And I had it on in the background and I keep looking over and all I saw the whole time was menus. Yeah, so part of the part of the breaking it involves playing the game. You're you're setting flags, right? And so you're you're entering and exiting from the start menu, but in such a way that while the the file select menu is up, you are still playing the game behind it. So there's the giant logo screen in the middle, but the game is actually playing behind the logo. Well, it's not even the it's not even the logo screen. You get the three um, the three tiled windows for which file you want to select. And the, the game is just running behind those. You can, okay. you know, you can watch it in in real time. I thought they were just killing time because I was like trying to cook dinner and at the same time. At first I did too. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I think maybe the run I'm most excited about so far that I've seen in the schedule would be tomorrow night. Uh, Tuesday night, I guess. It's hard to remember that we record this and release it. Anyway, Tuesday night, they have a Legend of Zelda NES SNES relay race. Yep. Followed by one of your favorites, Andy, uh, Final Fantasy VIII. What does it mean, co-op relay for that game? Usually um, that means there's more than one runner and they like hand off various okay. parts. Because yeah. it's a nine hour run. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
That makes Nine hours right. must mean they're not like skipping everything. It so says any percent. See. Yeah, but there might be like stuff that is they're not just like skipping to the end or whatever. I feel like in games like that old, there's always some kind of bug they use to get to the end in about an hour if they want to. Hmm. You think be- Maybe I thought not- eight was like the most broken of them too, because you could just sort of run to all the bosses. Well, and you don't ever level up, so you can just junction ninety nine whatever to your sword, so you kill everything in one hit from level one. Yeah, yeah. There's there's that way to break it, the junctioning glitch. It's not even a glitch. That's just like how junctioning oh, yeah. works. <laughs> <laughs> junctioning. Oh um, man, that's awesome. Any runs you guys are looking forward to? I don't know, dude. I okay. Well, seven hours and eighteen minutes is the current any percent record. That's long. So there must not be any game breaking. Well, you got to remember that eight was still a game that was in, in discs, so you could only get so far. Yeah, I guess that's true. At some point, it's like put in disc two, and if you never hit the thing that says like put in disc two, you never go to disc two. Um, yeah, that's true. And they are playing it on PlayStation two, so mm-hmm. it's disced. PS one, PS two. Hmm. I wonder if it's just faster. Uh, well, mm, maybe faster loads or something on PS2 versus loads. PS1. I wonder. Okay, so here's a question: Is it a PS2 that's backwards compatible, and they're running it on the discs, or are they doing the download? I mean, hold on, bro. All PS2s are PS1 compatible. You can just put a PS1 disc. Oh, that's in true. PS2. Sorry, yeah. PS3s were the ones that uh, were yes. PS1 compatible, but only the first couple. No, yes. all PS3s are PS1 compatible, but not PS2 compatible. Correct. There you go. Got it. First Maybe. try. Nailed it. No problem. Uh, To answer your question, I have not really looked at the schedule. There's almost always a Castlevania block. I enjoy that stuff. Uh, I think they... I don't remember seeing Hollow Knight on there this year. Uh, I look forward to that game if it's there. If not, then I'm sure there's other stuff that I want to see that I don't know about. They have three houses on here in two hours. What? Three houses, right. two hours. I guess I'm looking forward to that because that seems way too fast. <laughs> yeah, one one forty five is what the quoted time is, which means that they might finish it faster. Yeah, man, that's like an hour. Mm, maybe I need to follow their strats so that I can see <laughs> the story that I want. <laughs> the broken strats. I mean, it's not that hard to break that game. Maybe it's like New Game Plus or something. Oh, uh, maybe. That's possible. That's possible. All right. Mm-hmm. Um... And the ending is going to be really good. Just to answer your question real quick, it's um, Link to the Past Randomizer, Untitled Goose Game, Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to, that's what I'm looking forward to right there. Yeah. Mario Maker 2 is rad, and I'm so excited to see if they do like Zelda level stuff. Even better, it's a four by four blind relay race. Love it. Oh, Pooh Bear's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I don't know. Goose game in 25 minutes? That seems... It's It seems aggressive. like the kind of game where you can do that. It's not that long of a game, so I'd believe it. Randomizer you already know hours. what to do, you know? Yeah, that's true. The randomizer is three hours or 30 minutes, depending on the luck. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That'll be fun. Good stuff. Oh, boy. Well, let's talk about... Uh, if, since we didn't have any time to watch AGDQ yet... Let's talk about games we haven't had time to play. <laughs> well, see, that's the trick, because we didn't talk about the games we were playing for, like, the last three weeks. Yeah, so we so built we up some... We built backlog. up a backlog. Did we? Mm-hmm. Did we actually? Oh, yeah. 
All right, yeah. we did it. We did it. This game right. is finally about video. This podcast is finally. Oof, this day has been a long one. This hey, podcast is about video games. Michael, let's talk about video games. Okay. Let's do it. Somebody else should just do these intros. <laughs> I got you. Thank you, dude. It's- Michael, Michael, tell me about video games that you played. <laughs> Cut them off quick. So, <laughs> I uh, I had a nice long break um, over our holiday shutdown to to get some gaming in. Uh, so currently, I am about eighty percent of the way through uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, which has been super enjoyable. Um, That's so the they, new one. Yeah, they rebooted the Tomb Raider Tomb Raider franchise several years ago, um, and they have released um, the first two games already. And so this is the the last game in the trilogy. Nice. Uh, and it has been really good. Um, it it definitely follows in the the same mold as the first two. Um, you know, there are, there's combat and there's platforming and there's puzzling. Um, they introduced, um, differentiated difficulty sliders in this one. So if you want to turn up the difficulty on the combat, but turn down the difficulty on the puzzle solving inside the tombs, you can fine tune them independent of one another. That's actually really smart. Yeah, it is. I, that is super cool. I have not heard of games doing that it's, recently. It's that the I can first think of. time I can remember seeing that, um, at least in a long time. Um, but it definitely makes the experience way more customizable. So you can, you can amp up the challenge that you want. Nice. Get up to anything else? Um, that was about it. I have a question uh, about Tomb Raider, actually. Yeah. As those games have gotten more and more high fidelity, they look more and more like third-person action, not action games anymore. They seemed like action games in the past, right? With light platforming. And now it seems more like uh, Uncharted-style platforming with less action. Is that correct or incorrect? Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, they they definitely have some of the feel of of the Uncharted games. Um, when you do get into no, that's probably actually a a, a real good comparison. Okay, because I mean, classic Tomb Raider, right? Was like you run around and shoot a lot of stuff, and then sort of jump sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I so this like push a block. Yeah. And then jump. I mean, that's the limitation of the time, obviously, a little bit, right? Like, yep. those were very early games. But uh, it was curious which direction they kind of went with that, because a lot of the advertising looks more like, oh, look, she's got a bow and arrow, and there's going to be a lot of killing. Then uh, the gameplay footage looks like, oh, this is like Uncharted, kind of, and there's a lot of action platforming. Yeah. Yeah, there's a good amount of both. And they do a good job of giving you a lot of freedom in the combat. So you can you can stealth your way through a lot of the combat, um, you know, hiding yourself in in bushes and stuff and sneaking up on people. Or you can shoot at the first person you see and just take on all comers as the waves come at you. Oh, so it's just XCOM. But like not turn based at all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Big big difference. (laughs) So it's not XCOM. No. Okay. 
<sighs> JJ, games? I played, I dipped my toe in a few different things, and then I had one big kind of thing that I spent some time on during the Christmas, New Year's. A full splash. Time off time. Not a toe dip. Yeah. Yeah. So I dipped my toe into the latest, and I'm still uh, working my way through the latest Shovel Knight final expansion thing called Trip. King of Cards. What? Hey, it's a, it's a Shovel Knight game, and they also added a card game. Y'all, Seems to be a trend lately. Hmm. Y'all play that uh, that triple triad or that uh, whatever the hmm. one was in Final Fantasy eight or nine. That was triple triad. Oh, okay. Nine. Eight, <laughs> eight, eight had triple triad and then nine had the other one. Yeah. The worst one. Yeah. Anyway, never those. Yeah. What if there was a game that wasn't really like those, but was a card game in this game where you basically play platforming? So, like, it's inside the platformer? Nah, it's completely optional. You, like, do these platforming levels, and then sometimes on the side, there are levels where you go play this card game. The card game is called Joustus, because you're playing as King Knight, and so everything is, like, kind of Justice. royalty. In- no, Joust. Us? Joustus. Just, just us. Joustus. Jousting justice. Yeah. Just joust with a U.S. at the end. Uh, it is... Oh, like I don't joust wanna... against us. Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the mechanics are annoying and complicated to explain, but so far it like it is one of those games where there isn't any hidden information. You see their hand, you can see your hand, and you can see the whole board state, so you know exactly what moves are available. So, like, you shouldn't lose. Except that you frequently lose. <laughs> or at least I frequently lose. Uh, the, there's a ton of possibility with like where you can place and how you move cards around and how you win and all this stuff. So it's been uh, been cool to learn that stuff. Do and you then have, the, to have Shovel Knight to play this? Uh, you can buy it separately, but like you should probably have Shovel Knight. Because is, Shovel Knight is good. Is it part of the Shovel Knight uh, Treasure Trove, I think, is there a big... Yes, it is. Oh, okay. If you have Treasure Trove, you have this already. Okay. Uh, if you don't have Treasure Trove, just buy Treasure Trove. Don't buy the individual episodes, uh, cause all of them are very good. I have now played all of them and can say that. <laughs> they, they also added this, like, fighting game thing in this, which is bad and you shouldn't play. What, why did they expand the genres of Shovel Knight instead of just doing more Shovel Knight? Uh, all of this is more Shovel Knight? I'm confused. Yeah? Wait, what? Yeah, it's more Shovel Knight, but you said it's yeah. a fighting game and a card game. Oh, they added a fighting game. Like it's a fourth mode. Don't play the fourth mode. Okay. It came for free. I didn't. I didn't pay for this. Got it. The third mode is like more platforming stuff, and the mechanics and movement are a little different. Each one of the episodes is a little different. You know, Shovel Knight jumps on his pogo stick. I think the second one you play as Specter Knight, and he has a scythe, and he can like swing off lanterns. Kind Does of. Does he also jump on a pogo <laughs> stick? No. He swings off lanterns. What if they don't have lanterns? Uh, Then you don't get to swing in that part. You can also run up walls, I think. How does Uh, that work? Plague Knight has uh, little alchemy potions and stuff where you can make platforms in midair and you can do all kinds of other stuff uh, with the potions. And then this guy, King Knight, does like a shoulder charge and rolls. Oh, cool. That kind of stuff. So they're all unique and different in their own way. And the levels are, for the most part, completely separate levels. You're not even playing the same stuff. But so that's... It's like four games in one. That's your toe dipper. 
Yeah, that's my toe dipper because the other thing <laughs> that I terrible. played. No, we got to come up with a better one for toe, <laughs> toe dipping. Look, the thing that I got way into over this break. No, that one's fine. That's the full splash. Yeah. Yeah. But the toe I dipper got... is not. I don't like the that name. Okay, full splash. Go. Sorry. Yeah, I played a lot of Disco Elysium. Yeah. All right, dude. Guys, do you want to be a cop? I do want to be a cop in the do future. I get to be a, do I get to be a gritty cop? Yeah. Like wrong answer. You don't know if you're a cop. I want to be. <laughs> I, okay, so this is like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. No, that's when this I game, want to be a cop. Well, too bad. Oh. This game, you wake up in a hotel room that has been completely destroyed. You're naked except for your underwear. You have an apocalyptic hangover, and you're not sure who you are. What is an apocalyptic hangover? You don't remember your name. You don't remember your job. You don't remember the world. You don't remember anything about you or what's going on. So you've it's basically poisoned. amnesia. And it's like... What's that movie? Not even... That Chris Nolan movie with Guy, oh, like eight- Guy Pierce. Uh, it's all backwards. Memento. That's it. There's like tons. It's like a common detective fiction trope, right? The person has total amnesia. They can't remember anything. Uh, Drinking. There's a lot of beer bottles in that room, so probably (laughs) yes. Uh, And basically, so the the conceit of this game, like you're this cop, you wake up, you have to try and solve. You have to figure out, A, what you're doing, B, who you are. See what's going on, <laughs> like how do you are how are you supposed to fix it, and what's your job here? Uh-huh. And that's like the first thirty minutes of the game. <laughs> like you don't need like you can play this game without learning the cop's name. <laughs> nice, <laughs> wow! <laughs> because like if you never find your badge, by the way, you don't have your badge or your gun. Uh, if you don't ever find the badge, you never get proof that that's your name, like what your name <laughs> is. So your guy can like make up a name for himself and then you just go by that the rest of the game (laughs) uh it is so interesting the way they have done this and so to be clear like this game has no combat in it there's like not fighting really this is a game about reading mostly (laughs) a lot of reading but the way the dialogues are done is um you have these uh set of 12 skills i think did i get it right 12 Something like that. Uh, broken up into four categories. Hmm. Must be more than that then. 24 skills in four <laughs> categories? <laughs> that sounds right. And basically, they're like different parts of your brain and your uh, your personality and your physiology and stuff. So like, you have a conversation with your... Uh, your sense of authority. You have a conversation with your volition in order to do something or not do something. You have a conversation with your empathy as to whether you understand or empathize with the person you're talking to. You have a conversation with your limbic system as it like tries to process all the drugs or whatever that you took. Is this the game where if you put too many points into something... And then your limbic system argues with your volition saying that, like, what I need actually is more drugs. Oh. <laughs> and we should have a fight about this. And if you fail the skill check, then you're like, I need to have more drugs. <laughs> uh, you can. This doesn't point- sound he's a cop. And I'm going to say he's not a cop. Uh, you know, that's for you to find out when you play Disco Elysium. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, 
sorry, you can put points into these various uh, skills. And so you can put points into like your encyclopedia and you'll just like spout random facts as conversations are ongoing. So you'll be talking to a person and they'll mention like a specific event and then your encyclopedia will pop up in the middle of the conversation. It says like check past and it'll tell you some random trivia about the thing they just mentioned, <laughs> like interrupting your conversation. And if you get tons of points into these things, it's basically popping up every single time anyone says anything with useless trivia about that thing. And it gets like, a person you get to be like a person who knows way too much useless stuff and you can't concentrate on what they're actually talking about because you know too much useless facts. It's super interesting. Hmm. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you can uh, put enough points into your perception, you basically can hear and smell and see everything all the time. And so you'll be like having a discussion with a person about some, you know, like a the strike that's ongoing uh, in this area. And you'll see like, the sunlight glints through their hair and reflects off a piece of glass on the sidewalk. It's distracting <laughs> in the middle of the conversation. You're like, I was talking to this guy. Let me talk. Um, well, it's distracting. Exactly. Uh, so you get both good and bads for putting points into everything. And then the, the various parts of your body will argue with each other. And, and your sense of authority will fight your sense of volition, you know, to try and do or not do various things. Uh, or your sense of drama and your sense of authority don't like each other very much. No, uh, that, that, that's that, true. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's super interesting. And the story is like, you know, this, uh, you're a cop, you're sent there, you have this, you know, insane thing. You have to figure out what the case is, what's going on. Why did you end up so apocalyptically hungover? <laughs> uh, and you know, what's the deal with this case? Uh, and how are you supposed to solve it? You have a uh, a partner who shows up. It's not a spoiler. He shows up in like the first 30 seconds. <laughs> or, you know, once you get uh, awake and clothed, <laughs> you see him pretty quick. Uh, and, you know, he kind of rolls with you. And you have to be like, why is this guy hanging out with this very clearly hungover alcoholic cop? Like, what's going on? <laughs> is this the game with the necktie? Oh yeah, there's a necktie in this game. Absolutely, there is. Tell Michael about the necktie. I, which thing do you want to know? What happens? Tell Michael what happens when you put on the necktie. Oh, at some point the necktie, uh, and you have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can talk uh, to everything else. Why not? Uh, you can talk to all kinds of things in this game. You can talk to the city, quote unquote. Uh, there's a stat called shivers, basically that lets you like discuss with the streets and the <laughs> feel the vibe of the city I just you'll like picture you laying down on the sidewalk being like oh no 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 secrets. you're just walking around and then all of a sudden it's the roads are like hey there's a bunch of trucks over here you can go talk with these yeah like it, very well written prose here i'm the the weak link here but it's basically like <laughs> the blood and the arteries of this city are stopped you need to figure out why <laughs> And it's like, oh, because there's a blockage in the road because of the strike. <laughs> uh, nice. And it is a super, super interesting thing. I, The writing is so interesting and the different ways you can do all this stuff because everything has like, at least it feels like has multiple ways of solving it. And you can approach almost everything in, you know, two or three different ways. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about like the actual case because finding out what the case ha what happens in the case is part of the fun. Uh, so, but man, it is 
really something. Is it kind of like third-person, open-world like situation? So or? this game feels a lot like uh, an old-school like isometric RPG. Oh, okay. so it's it's like uh, the backgrounds are sort of uh, like painterly. They're kind of uh, static, pre-rendered backgrounds, and you walk around, and you click on stuff. CRPG. Yes, a CRPG, definitely. Okay. There is no combat whatsoever. So, you know, hey, you're a police guy, but it's not like you're getting any shootouts here. <laughs> um, you know, police, police situations guy. might happen, but uh, they're, uh, everything is resolved with dice, and that might sound really annoying. Uh, but actually, your skills are essentially all modifiers to your checks, uh, and it handles dice checks in this really cool way of it shows you what you, what your role was and then tells you if it was a success or a failure. And if the check is something you can try again at, it locks the check out until you put another point in that skill or change the circumstances around that such that you have more bonuses or whatever. So basically, it doesn't let you just like keep trying a retriable thing until you pass. Just to make you like go explore, do huh. something else huh, to okay. come back to this later. And then, of course, there are things you can't try again, right? And it differentiates those. There's a different color for a check that will not be able to be tried again. How full RPG is it, though? Is it like a RPG where you can go find endless stuff to do to max out all your points or no? Uh, by the end of the game, you can get quite a lot of points if you want them. Uh, there, You probably can't max everything out. Um, I'm not at the end end. But I've gotten pretty far, and I don't think there's a way I'm going to be able to max out everything. At some point, though, you may discover that, like, I don't really want to max a lot of this stuff out. Hmm. Uh, the Like, at some point, like, the character I'm playing, uh, I decided to not put points into my electrochemistry, which is kind of the, like, drugs and alcohol side of your brain body that, like, knows how drugs work and what they do and how they make you feel and all this stuff. And I decided I didn't want to do that stuff in this play, so I didn't put any points to it. I took items and clothing that actively like changed the stat for that down, and then I stopped hearing from that side of my body. Right, like it <laughs> stopped talking to me because I never passed any of the checks, and so then I couldn't talk of it. But similarly, if I wanted to talk to a drug dealer, I was not able to speak well. You know, I I came across as a police guy, not as like, hey man, you know, let's do some dirty business here. Uh, and that might have opened up, you know, other avenues for me had I been able to do that. Um, but yeah, it, uh, the other different thing about this game, it has this, uh, they call it the thought cabinet. And basically it's like, I guess it's like the skill tree of this game kind of, um, in that as you are doing things, talking to people, performing actions, saying things like these kinds of thoughts will occur to your character and you can go into this menu and basically there's a array of them that you can in internalize these thoughts and then as time progresses in that game your character is like this is the stuff i'm thinking about in the back of my mind and after a certain amount of in-game time which it tells you on each individual thought that thought will then manifest itself into bonuses or penalties for various skills so you can cut. So you you like spent time in the background pondering this thing, and you've come to some conclusion that benefits yes. you in the long run, or hurts you depending oh, right. on what the thing is. The or is. or even is like this is like an interesting piece of trivia that now tells me more about like what this situation was. Uh, someone will mention a thing in passing, and you'll be like, "Oh, what is that?" And you can put it into your thought cabinet, 
And then after a certain amount of time in the game, uh, you will have now, you know, understood what that thought was and be like, oh, that person was making a joke at my expense. I need to go back and talk to this guy because he's clearly not <laughs> on the level anymore <laughs> or something like that. I like that. Or That's like- kind of like doing the – there's a couple things like that in other RPGs where you kind of – you know, it's well, a it's cool expansion just- of the idea of like hatching eggs or whatever when you walk around for X yeah. amount of time. You know, like yeah, in, it's in a, a bit- gamified RPG, that would be something like, oh, attack, you know, 500 times with this type of sword and then you get a bonus. Right. And instead it's like taking information from the game to get more information from the game, but only after you realize what to put in them. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It also keeps it from being like, take a quest from someone and move on to the next objective. And you can't really, uh, because so many of them are contextual, like you don't get the thought until someone either mentions it to you or you say enough things that causes the thought to appear. Like for instance, um, I was playing this game and I, uh, one of these thoughts occurred to me that was basically like, uh, Hey, I've been like supporting workers rights a lot and like talking about like the proletariat and stuff. Does it, am I a communist? Hmm. And then the game, like, you can think about this. And then after a certain amount of time, the game will be like, you know, communism doesn't seem that bad. Here's what, you know, you get for thinking about communism now. And you get some little bonuses if you pick communist choices and dialogue. But then, you know, the penalties are these stats lose a couple points or whatever. Huh. Uh, and it's and then there are similar ones. Or if you like, oh, I've been thinking I've been talking a lot about how the free market is the way. And I really love being an entrepreneur and these sort of things. And then, you know, it's like, am I a a liberal? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, and you know, there's all kinds of different ones for various uh, political leanings. And this game is full of politics. <laughs> Let me just oh, get that out there. Oh, okay. Like, all kinds of politics. And honestly, it doesn't have anything good to say about any of them. I don't think. <laughs> well, at least it's Nailed an it. opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is kind of bad, <laughs> including you, the cop. So, you know, I think it's just like ugly on the inside, ugly on the outside in a lot of ways. Uh, the, the story is not like super uplifting or fun. It is kind of, you know, gritty and dark in that kind of like noir cop way, but also like pretty fatalistic in terms of what's happening in the world and like the worldview of what's going on. Non-redemptive. So, uh, not at the end, so I guess I can't tell you. Ah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, they're like that. Some of these people are bad people, and I don't really see any way to make them good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe my conceptualization stat isn't high enough to understand what they're doing. You Can know? you put infinite thoughts into your cabinet? No, there's a limit. Uh, and actually, to unlock the thoughts, you have to pay a skill point. So, like, basically every time you level up, you get a skill point, which you can either use to increase one of your stats or add a new th- or open a slot for thoughts or remove a thought. So, if oh. you have used, if you have a thought that you have finished researching and it's there, but you don't like the bonus and you want to get rid of it, you can pay a skill point to make it go away. And put oh, man, you have to there. keep thinking about stuff even after it's gone. Oh, yeah, like, it stays forever. It's like, it's permanent. Hmm. Unless you get, pay the point to get rid of it. So hmm. RPG. Yeah. There's tons of cool stuff going on, and there are all sorts of really weird and interesting places that this goes. Uh, 
and it, it, I'm helping uh, some raver kids set up a nightclub in a church. Um, nice. But I think it, I think it, I think it's a front for a drug lab. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna have to shut, gonna have to shut that down. Might have to shut it down. We'll see. Uh, abandoned church, you know. It's not like I'm, you know, trying to push the church out to put the kids in. Uh, there's a whole bunch of weird stuff going on in this game. So, uh, I, I, this is like a really strong recommendation for me. That game is super fun and weird and interesting. That's awesome. And yeah, I'm having tons of fun with it. Do you guys feel like if, even if a game is, uh, moderately well-reviewed, you somewhat enjoy it, but maybe you hit like a wall with it that you have to finish it? Yeah, I, well, I like to finish most of the games that I start, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a little trouble. I picked up a game over the break on my Switch. It was on sale for 99 cents, which is 90% off. It's a good price. Yeah. And it was well-reviewed. It's called Anodyne. Anodyne? Anodyne. Anodyne. Anodyne? Yeah. Uh, which is the first game from No, I think is the name of the company. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. They're making more games now, but this was their first game. And their other game, I think, has gotten good reviews. Uh, this is like a Zelda, Zelda NES, SNES dungeon crawler. It's got the map, okay. the little, little blocks, you know. Oh, I went and I discovered this room. What's this room got? Okay, what are the exits from this room? I can go north, south, east, west, etc. Uh, you can't mark things on your map. You got to remember where stuff was. Go in dungeons. That but, sounds like Anya Zelda. Yeah. Uh, it's all... None of it makes sense, though. Like, the levels make sense. But the stuff inside the game is all supposed to be, from what I can tell, the main character's subconscious. Hmm. Okay. So, like, you go to the beach. So, here's an example. You go to the peaceful place, right? It's called the beach. But you're walking there, and your little companion says, I can't go to dangerous places. So, he leaves you as you enter the beach. But the beach is really peaceful. There's no enemies there. And I walked up to a guy that was standing on the edge of a pier. And I wanted to talk to him because he was fishing. And you can talk to anybody in that game. Right? And you walk up and you start to try and talk to him. But instead of that, you shove him into a whirlpool. <laughs> the whirlpool turns red. And then you can jump into the whirlpool and it takes you to a completely different area of the game that's not the beach. Which is actually about uh, possibly you having killed your mother in childbirth. I can't quite tell. Okay. I guess that should have been a got, little trigger, got real deep, got tr real deep warning. Maybe there, <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's not the safe place. No, right. The cat warned you, right? Uh, it was easy for the first couple hours that I was playing it. It wasn't like super hard. There was one level where I actually handed the controller to somebody else, and I said, "Can you please route this for me?" Because there was like four or five enemies all shooting laser beams at different intervals. I didn't have the patience for it, but it was doable <laughs> uh, to get through this room, which had wait Anyway, uh, the routing on that one was hard, but I was getting these keys and doing the dungeons and unlocking them. And then I went through this 
other world that is like cyberspace. So whoever this character is has like an online personality. So you're meeting all the people in his subconscious that make up his online personality or something like that. And then there's like a tower, but in the tower are a bunch of, I don't know what you would call them, like null people. So they're not enemies. You can't talk to them, but you also can't, you have to like push them with your character. It got very annoying and tedious. And I'm starting to get to the point in the game where I feel like I have to start pushing through to try and see the end, but I'm not sure that there's more narrative than actually the idea of, oh, well, none of it really makes sense because it's, you know, like a dream or something. So while in a Zelda, maybe you could uh, force yourself through because you know that there's a story ahead. I'm getting a little bogged down with not knowing if there's a story ahead. I don't know. I mean, do you want our permission to not finish the game? That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm you, just, don't have, you don't have to play it. Bizarre. No, it's it's bizarre. It's more bizarre than I was thinking when I heard Dungeon Crawler, NES Dungeon Crawler, ninety nine cents, well well ish reviewed. I was like, cool. And then you know, five hours into it, I thought I kind of had a beat on it. And then they switched up, kind of the level design got really. You know, it kind of even has the feeling that maybe they spent a lot more time at the beginning than the end. Maybe that's part I, of it. I feel that way about games sometimes. It's like, man, these like first three hours of this game are like really good. Yeah. There was like a really mysterious vibe to the opening of the game. I walked under a bridge and this little blue ghost appeared and then disappeared and it creeped me out. And then I had to go into a like a temple and inside the temple was like more stuff that creeped me out and the level designs were good. And there was like a really interesting vibe. And then, and then I shoved the guy in the whirlpool and it all started to get weird. I wish I had an option not to shove him in the whirlpool. Yeah. Man. Anyway. Okay. I thought I was going to try and pick up mainly over the break. I guess I should admit I have had a little trouble trying to decide what game to pick up and start playing because a lot of them are long RPGs that I'm somewhat interested in doing, <laughs> right? And uh, I can't commit to 30 hours or something or 60 hours in my brain. And so I thought this was going to be the key. And now I'm lost again. <laughs> uh, anyway, Anodyne. I think it's fine. As a game. I think it's fine. I just don't know if I'll finish it. But I do like to finish stuff. Anyway, that's that was my game over the break. Zelda Dungeon Crawler. Uh, I did something else, though, while on vacation that, JJ, you, you should you should do. What did I do? No, should you should. You, you should. You should do. What should you do that I did? Visit Batu. What is that? That's Star Wars Land. Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm not hip to the lingo of you cool kids. I just said Batu because it rhymed with what should you do. Got it. But anyway. we had a good time there. You know, Michael described it on this podcast, and I couldn't quite put a finger on it when I was there. But something about it feels disconnected 
as a theme park from Disneyland. You don't get, I didn't get the feeling walking around like, oh my gosh, I'm in Star Wars. You know what I mean? As an adult, that would be almost impossible. You can see the right. seams, right? There, you know that your phone we, still has we, signal in, we, in Anaheim, California. I mean, they they try to make all the people talk in character, but we had a very non-character experience. It was it was a lot a lot better when uh, when they first opened. I don't think it's bad. No, not that it's bad, but they were. It was they. The cast was more diligent about it, let's say. Or would you say that maybe they, uh, the training has uh, <laughs> ramped downwards? I mean, there was definitely a point where I asked how much something was, and they were like, well, that would be about eight credits, sir. And then the other guy saw my shirt and uh, was like, oh, I see you're a fan of our galaxy's history, because I was wearing an old Rebel shirt, you know? Not a, uh. you know. I got hassled by some stormtroopers about my shirt, by the way. I mean, that seems like a thing that a fascist empire would do. I got hassled pretty hard. Yeah. The the empire aren't the good guys. I know, but it was like a long time. It was way more than I expected (laughs) from a Disneyland experience. Usually, you know, like a character will interact with you for a few seconds and then run off to interact with somebody else. But it what seems if you like it's waved your hand and told them that you don't need to see my identification. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that that one they hear like 50 million times, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't get to do it. I know. I know. I should have tried it, I guess. It's literally the first thing I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little I was kind of in like tourist mode at the point in time cuz I hadn't seen it before and Michael mm. was being kind enough with his uh, wonderful wife to give us a tour of all the stuff so we could get through it in a few hours. Uh, That's good. Rather than all day, you know? I, it's pretty cool. But I think the coolest revelation of the day, Michael, wasn't even in Star Wars land. Are you talking Star Tours? I was talking about slamming into the Mandalorian ship in Star Tours. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a nice little Easter egg. So, JJ, they updated, uh, and they have done this for the last couple of movies, they updated the scenarios on, on the Star right. Tours ride. I, to I was going to say that Star Tours has updated a few times when they released... Ri- um, Main episode movies. Yeah, yeah, the, the numbered ones, yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, so they have done that again for Rise of Skywalker, uh, and these, the the update for this one might have been my favorite of the last three. It was clearly non-random. They're running this version for the, while the movie is out. And they did, they did that for the last two as well. So they turn off the randomizer so you see all of the new stuff. That's cool. That's smart. Yeah, it is. So, you know, you do the, uh, how do we do this without easy spoilers? You do the thing at the end of that movie. Yep. Yep. Right, yeah, you you go to a you go to a planet with a, a of an old favorite wreckage with some uh-huh. large wreckage on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But there is when you're leaving, uh, when you're leaving out of the spaceport, right. right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, you dodge a ship, and it's the uh, what do they call the ship in the Mandalorian? The Predator? No, that ship, ship from the Mandalorian, though. <laughs> Yeah, the Mandalorian's ship. Mandalorian's ship. Which is a really nice little Easter egg. That's very cool. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. 
did I detect a segue here? I would you like to? I would like to. Uh, let guys, I think everyone on this podcast has watched The Mandalorian. Hey friends, this is a spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> this is a test of the spoiler alert system. <laughs> Let's uh had this been a real emergency. <laughs> Okay. Let's get let's get into it a little bit. I don't I mean, okay. I think my thoughts on this are pretty brief. So if you guys have bigger thoughts on it, you can take it away. But this was okay. It was pretty good. Oh, okay. You just thought it the, was okay. That's all right. The, 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 yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed my time watching it. A good space western for you? Yeah, it's a good space western for me. It was there. much more western by the end of it than I thought it was going to be. The the one probably the most outstanding thing I can say about it is the production and the like design of oh everything God, is right? like unbelievable how detailed it is and how like really Star Wars they made everything. Uh there's no like oh well they didn't have enough stormtrooper outfits so they just did something else, you know? <laughs> like they right. no, they yeah. got the guys in the stormtrooper stuff, they made it happen, you know? They were right. all out. Uh, it, and it, yeah, it has the same attention to detail that I was actually going to point out is, is in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge as well. Like we were there, we were looking around one of the rooms and I pointed out to Michael, I said, Michael, look, and on the wall there was, uh, spoilers again, Din Djarin's helmet, right? The Mandalorian. Yep. His helmet his, and his, his rifle and his sniper rifle are sitting on the wall. So Michael goes back through all of his pictures since Star Wars Land opened and it's sitting there the whole time. Which is yeah. months before the show came out, right? Oh yeah, it was that was June. Um the so you know that and and you know I saw robots like K2SO and stuff like that at the park and I noticed when I was watching Mandalorian there's shots where you can tell they they cut because it was TV, but there's also shots that you can tell they spent a lot of money just to make a frame that showed stuff for Star Wars fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when, you know, at the very beginning, the easy one to show people is when he's walking through the bazaar and there's a, what are those, a monkey, spider? No. What are those? The little guys that are like in Jabba's palace that you Yeah, yelled. yeah, the monkeys. Yeah, and they're oh. eating them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Yeah, those uh, are those are in there. I mean, they, they, it felt. I guess a lot of people would probably say it felt too gritty, right? I I don't know about that part. I just think the the story content was very light. The show couldn't figure out if it wanted to be a serial where it had like Baby Yoda and. Mandalorian Adventure of the Week, Razor Crest, or if it, or if it wanted to have the, That's the name of the ship, it's the Razor Crest. Ah, okay. ah, I just remembered go. it. Uh, or if it wanted to have the like long overarching plot with character development and all this throughout the whole thing. I was not able to determine. It felt like two two different series there crammed into eight episodes. I was shocked that. One of the characters didn't make a reappearance at the end of it. Oh, are you thinking the uh, the assassin? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm a little surprised I've, that we did not see her again. I felt like there were definitely times when I watched it and I thought, okay, I mean, this feels like a serial, but they're clearly building an ensemble cast, right? So, yeah, the first episode, he blows away IG-11 and that I have spoken guy, right? The Ognot. And then they're gone. And so a lot of people were like, oh, it's too serialized. They brought in that woman, the the, um, the shock, shock trooper. trooper. They brought in these people. And I'm like, okay, but it's like a Western. He's building his group, right? So, yeah, but, so but while no. the story may seem a little bit disjointed, it really overall wasn't that disjointed, except for maybe that one where he broke people out of prison and they got stuck in prison. <laughs> that one felt the most disjointed out of all of them. I don't know. I felt like it was... This is so weird to say because it was short. The episodes were so short. Maybe it was 30 minutes too long. Yeah, huh. I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that. If anything, I think it was probably too short. Like, there was stuff where they're just like, Okay, everything now has to come together in a very convenient way so we can wrap this up here in the 45 minutes we have left. Oh. Uh, um, but I mean maybe that's just my take on it. You know, I I think of this group I'm probably the least Star Wars fan. Maybe Not that I'm not a Star Wars fan, I'm just sure, the least sure, sure. one. <laughs> yep. I think maybe this would have been better served as being two movies or one Yeah, I one wonder. long movie. Hmm. Yeah. If they wanted to, like, tell the whole thing. But, like, the first thing I said when he blew away IG-11... Yeah, when they when he... I said, when they blew away IG-11, like, oh, man, why didn't he take it with him? I mean, the actor... I can't imagine that actor. It was, Ty, it was Taika Waititi. Waititi? Mm-hmm. I was like, why would they only have him for the first episode? That doesn't make any sense. And then you start to see that they're building each episode with, like these pretty strong characters each time, why are they just deleting? Oh, because they're all going to come back. Andrew metagaming the TV I show. I did. Here. I metagamed it a little too much, so I kind of expected. And so when they did get to the end and it was buttoned up so neatly, I wasn't surprised at all that it was going to get buttoned up that neatly. Although, I have to say, personally, I felt more bad for IG-11 blowing himself up than I did for C-3PO wiping his memory after nine movies. Well, because there was, there was a, fi- a lot more finality to it. I guess so. He has, like, C-3PO has, like, Sith memory banks or something. What if he stored backups in there, you know? You don't know. Maybe. Sith the- memory banks. Dude, that's <laughs> so stupid. Rise of Skywalker spoilers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I can't access that partition of my hard drive. That's not how computers work. It's too uh, encrypted for me. That's not how this works. Uh, but yeah, th- I, you know, I, I, I super enjoyed it. It was very fun to watch. It was, it, it felt light, and that was nice, right? Like I didn't have to get this like deep emotional investment in a Star Wars thing. I could just like watch an episode and be like, oh, that was fun. And like, yeah. go on about my day. I didn't have to like learn the names of every other character or whatever because half of them are going to get shot and killed anyway. So I don't have to care about which Jawa or which creature or whatever that that guy's going to die. Who cares? We're leaving this planet. It at the wasn't end of the episode. <laughs> it was Game of Thrones quality without you having to take notes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was nice. Or read the like giant books beforehand. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah, 
that part of it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have some questions now though. Like how long has this Mandalorian rule been going on with them all being underground? Like was Django Fett part of this situation? Yeah, a lot of good, like, a lot of big questions here. Like, like, was Boba Fett the guy also before no, this? Like, no, no, right. clearly not, right? Because I Boba don't Fett steals a, his dad's stuff. Is I don't that know. One of the Star Wars legends now. Oh yeah, he's a legend. Mm. No, because he's in the movies. Yeah, but like, is all that other stuff part of the legends? Probably. I don't, so, uh, how did you feel about him showing his face to the camera? I was okay with it. Yeah, it didn't bother me. Okay. It was brought up to me that maybe he could have shown his face to the robot and taken his helmet off, and the scene could have been shot the other direction. The camera they, behind him, so you, still, you so never see it. was see still it. a mystery to us. They certainly could have done that. I don't... And I kind of like it both ways. I think the... I think showing the face is a nice nod to the actor. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And, like, it gives you that satisfaction that now, for, like, another eight or ten more episodes, you kind of don't need to see his face, because you know. Yeah. Although yeah. I will I will also say that it is incredible what he managed to convey through body language alone. Yeah, it was super good. Right? A lot of, like, slight head tilt. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, inflection in his voice <laughs> stuff is, especially a lot of the scenes where he's, like, flying the ship with the baby Yoda and is, like... Don't do that. <laughs> Stop. I have to go take you and put you over here now. <laughs> I liked the feel of it because it was one of those and it and I brought it up in relation to going to um Galaxy's Edge because they have the same feeling to me. These are Star Wars related and thankfully I don't have to feel like they didn't get the Jedi thing perfect. It's like, well they're it's just related, man. It's like there's not any weight to it. Honestly, I liked this better than a lot of other Star Wars output recently, so... <laughs> JJ, shh. I don't know. In some ways, this we is want, more Star Wars than that stuff. Back, dude. I don't know. I think that's not a controversial opinion. <laughs> I think that's a pretty mainstream opinion I these days. Stay, yeah. stay for the baby Yodas. Stay for the baby Yodas. Yeah, um, we still have no name for that race of, of species nope. of characters. I would very it's much just, like to have one. But it's, it's feeling just like the child. Se- that's where season two is going. Yeah. See, here's what I want. I want next episode or next season to be 26 episodes of the adventures of the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. <laughs> Monster of the week kind of thing. Whatever. Wandering around space doing Star Wars stuff. Stargate. Stargate. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. That's why 26 episodes, a full old school TV season. Let's do it. I would uh I would take a a buddy comedy from the two stormtroopers in the last episode <laughs> <laughs> leaning real hard into the jokes. Did they make it? I don't know if they made it through that. I think IG got them both. No, I think oh, yeah. they, they both got got. Yeah, they got got for sure. But it was so good. <laughs> it's like just when he shakes the blaster, that was wanted, that was the moment. <laughs> I just wanted to see. Do <laughs> you maybe you heard it? I just couldn't believe, like, the buddy comedy aspect of it felt so real to me with him and IG-11, especially after he sees his face, that it was kind of like, oh, man, we're not going to have this? You the, know? Because 
the boring dystopia of what happens inside the like stormtroopers posted to a desk job <laughs> is a funny idea for a show. That could work. Yeah, that could work. Okay, cool. We're all on the same page. It was good. Uh, we'll watch more of it. Yeah, for sure. This fall. This fall? Okay. I think it's worth it. I think that uh, as the first entry into probably, what, three or four other series they've said? Oh, God, who knows? So many. Yeah. I hope they find different feels for those other ones, because this one is already the kind of, like, dingy underworld situation. This is that bounty hunter show people think they wanted. And, like, (laughs) let's... We did this now. What what bounty hunter show did people think they wanted? I... I don't know that people knew what they wanted, but they got been, this. And this is all right. Let's stop here. We don't I haven't been in this. the loop on what show people wanted for bounty hunting. Yeah, but like that was always the thing that people said, right? Like, growing up, and it's like, oh, all these movies always have the Jedi. What if we just had a cool Han Solo thing? Dude, we got that. Solo was a great movie. Solo was pretty good. Yeah. And, like, let's have... So, we did this. We did this bounty hunting stuff now. Let's do other things. There's tons of other things in Star Wars. It doesn't ever ha- all have to be Jedi and, and bounty hunters. Let's do other stuff. Speaking of, uh, did you see the thing that was being passed around the, inter- today, the internet today of the Ben Solo challenge? No. Oh, uh, where no. everyone's trying to do the little shrug from the last movie that he did. Which uh, I finally saw superimposed on a Harrison Ford doing the shrug. From Return of the Jedi. <laughs> he he mimicked the shrug. Nice. Well, I thought that was good. a cool nod. Yeah. Considering we didn't have to blow up another Death Star this time. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's probably enough spoilers. Yeah. We have a lot of talking about our social media to do. JJ, take it away. Important important news, everyone. Andrew is wrong. Listen to this. Don't tune out. <laughs> you can listen to this podcast on Spotify. We did it. Yeah. Woo! I'm inserting are, clapping noises right now. It's okay. I'm doing it right uh, we now. Are, uh, we are on Spotify. So you can search for Weber Gamers on Spotify. This very podcast will pop up. Probably you could be listening to us there now, right now. Uh, you can follow us on there. Follow the We Were Gamers uh, podcast, and you will then get notifications when new podcast episodes drop. Um, my understanding is it could take Spotify a little longer to index sometimes. So that's what they claim. Uh, but, you know, you should be getting them pretty quick with all the other services. Tell them the other thing you done did. Uh, hey, do you, you want to listen to an old episode of this show from like before 2018? <laughs> Uh, well, it was hard to do that before, <laughs> and now it is not hard. So use your podcasting app to listen as far back to episode one if you want. I don't know. Some of those episodes are good. JJ fixed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we fixed, some, we fixed some stuff on our end, uh, and now all the old episodes are available again. Yay. We may, we may have to do more work later in the future, but that's a problem for future us. <laughs> we <laughs> hope you've enjoyed this look behind the curtain. Yay! All Yay. right. Everywhere you go on the webs, we were gamers. Twitter, YouTube, Spotify. Yeah. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, I think. 
Yep. Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Facebook still for some reason. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all those things. And we'll uh we'll talk about some more let's see, we got some stuff to do with some computer building. We gotta finish that off. I think maybe there's a little bit more Star Wars in our immediate future. Yes, if, we have we have a promise to fulfill. If we didn't heat up people's cock hockles, how, how, what do you what do you heat right. up when you're angry? Hackles, hockles, hackles, hackles. That's our outro. I'm done with it. <laughs>